Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Charlie Gross. I am the Associate Executive Presbyter for the Presbytery of Donegal. I am hosting this podcast series titled Missional Church Conversations, Making It Real. The basis of this conversation will be a series of interviews with a wide variety of leaders in the field of the missional church. These leaders will come in the form of professors, pastors, elders, deacons, sisters and brothers in Christ who are experimenting with new ways of being the church in the world today. My hope is that these conversations will inspire you, challenge you, inform you, change you, and push you into the world with boldness and confidence to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Our first guest in this conversation is the Reverend Dr. E. Stanley Ott, of Vital Churches Institute in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Stan is the founder and president of the Vital Churches Institute. Stan's passion is the transformation of the mainline church. Stan teaches the principles of congregational vitality, transformation, missional endeavor, and leadership. His impact reaches thousands of folks throughout the United States and abroad through the Acts 16.5 initiative, his published writing, and his teaching engagements. As pastor, Stan has over 30 years of firsthand knowledge of the hard work and challenges that lead to the blessings of being a transformational congregation that moves to new vitality. Stan is widely published and can be contacted at stan at vitalchurches.com or by visiting the website at www.vitalchurchesinstitute.com. Well, Stan is on the line with me today, so Stan, welcome and thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be with you, Charlie, and, and those who are listening. Thank you. My, my hope uh, for today is that you can introduce our audience to the concept of the missional church and perhaps give us maybe a few concrete ways of living this out or thinking about it. When I Googled missional this morning, it came back in, I think, 0.2 seconds with 1,340,000 hits. Wow. How would you help us understand the term or concept of missional as it applies to us today in the church? Well, obviously, just from the number of hits, you can see there's a great deal of, of conversation about the term and the expression and the meaning of, of missional. And, and in fact, those who are most involved with missional thinking prefer to call it the conversation or miss, missional conversation because there is so much to try to get one's arms around. But the sort of at the core idea is that that the God we follow and worship is a is a missional or missionary God, a God who cares about people, about our wonderful world, and who takes the initiative to bring about, uh, to use the Hebrew word shalom, uh, the well-being of people and of our world. So, um, actually, the word missional. Uh, was sort of coined by the Gospel and our Culture Network uh, several years ago because they realized they needed a word that had a different uh, cast to it than the word missions. 
because missions, while having the missional idea, is usually seen uh, sort of programmatically. Um, congregations and denominations send missionaries. And while that's missional, uh, it's only a, a layer of it or a thread of it or a part of it. So anyway, um, maybe uh, one more comment. Uh, there is a wonderful Latin uh, phrase, missio dei, missio dei, meaning the mission of God. And that's sort of the, the core thought behind missional. It's the full uh, work of God. And, and if you wanted to break it down uh, more specifically, um, the work of God in terms of uh, bearing witness, uh, evangelism, the, the word of faith, uh, in terms of compassion, uh, the deed of God's love, and justice, uh, representing that which is right, true, and just uh, in a world that is often uh, quite the opposite. Uh, I'll stop there, Charlie, and uh, then take it in any way you want. But <laughs> You know, <laughs> I saw one website the other day that listed 50 different ways to define missional. So <laughs> I, I realized... To put it in one uh, sentence might be a, a, a bit uh, overdoing it, but the, the whole cast is mm -hmm. to move uh, church think from being simply an interior exercise, uh, what are we doing in our church programming, you might say, to the sense of sentness uh, on behalf of our Lord into the world in which we're a part. Mm. Mm. I think that actually goes into perhaps my second question was, would be how is missional different than the old way of doing church? Um, but maybe the question is how do we, how do we make that shift, you know, from being inwardly focused to outwardly focused? And perhaps are there, do you know of stories or concrete examples or people who are, experimenting with that and and maybe even how are they dealing with either resistance or um yeah the <laughs> maybe resistance is the the issue to deal with or how are people going forward to uh live this out or to be different um in your experience yeah i guess uh the way to approach that is first of all uh sort of um uh, another thought or two quickly on, on the missional umbrella as it relates to church, then sort of where we've been, and then how do we move to this missional concept and keep our people with us? Because otherwise, people just look at you and say, well, what's that? And uh, continue to do what they've always always been doing. Um, Alan Roxburg is a friend, and, and he and his uh, his co-author, Fred Romanak, talk about missional church as just a community of God's people who live into the imagination that they are by nature God's missionary people. And I love that way of them putting it. Uh, it's a book they wrote, The Missional Leader, uh, the sense that we are a community that on behalf of of and sort of in the incarnation of our Lord reaching out, uh, look beyond ourselves most congregations equate uh, the word mission with a missions committee, uh, money sent to a missionary organization or a missionary, perhaps 
with a program of compassion or a program of, of outreach evangelism, which, and those are missional, <clears throat> but missional thinking is is bigger than that or broader than that or includes that that isn't limited to that. Um, the the whole sense of sentness being the defining issue, and the reason I dwell on that is I would say, at least in the main line, we have taught our people, we have expected of one another, that church is about uh, attending. It's about belonging, uh, or to put it sort of bluntly, it's about showing up. Uh, here's my program, here's my activity, and I measure my success, if you will, by how many show up and whether anything happens among us who do show up. And while the show upness dimension of Christian faith is gigantic, uh, uh, the, the Greek word translated church is the word ekklesia, and it, it's literally the community of the called out ones. So there is this, this gathering aspect of the faith that's, that's very big. And while we gather, obviously our focus is also upward uh, in worship. Um, I actually like to say that if you want to be holistic about it, and I'll use uh, more theological language, the church's doxological uh, God word, like the doxology, it's communal or koinoneal, the Greek word koinonia, fellowship, it's inward but the missional, having this outward focus. Um, I say all this because where are we today? Well, if you say in an average church's um, programming, which is how we tend to gather as God's people, uh, say a gathering of women, a PW, what they call Presbyterian women, or similar groups in other denominations or churches, or a men's group, who shows up? And typically, the only people who show up are church member people or folks who've been around for a while. And so you realize right away, in terms of touching people in the community with the good news of our faith, with the compassion and justice of our faith, it's not producing new faces in the groups, which means we're missional, kind of, but we aren't really engaging people very fruitfully. So that uh, missional at a practical level uh, is how do we help our people and our, our organization as well, that is the groups and activities and programs actually engage beyond we who are the church. <clears throat> I have to say that <clears throat> in a lot of missional writing, uh, a distinction is made between what is called attraction and missional. Attraction being getting people to come to my meeting uh, and missional, the idea of outward. And, and I would prefer not to use that language. I would say that missional is both attraction and diffusion. And by attraction, I mean it's quite possible for a congregation to host events that draw those who are unchurched or outside of the faith to events where they encounter Christian experience, uh, all kinds of ways. Uh, and some of them, 
almost laughable. I know of a congregation that had a, um, they put up signs around the community, potty training seminar Saturday morning. <laughs> and I, I heard this, I thought, you have to be kidding, but they had hired a, a pediatrician, and uh, would you believe it, 500 people showed up. <laughs> and, uh, they, the pediatrician just talked about uh, young child-rearing issues, but at the end of the of the two hours, they said, well, it's been great to see you. If anybody here wants to uh, continue in a five-week chat group about parenting, we'd love to invite you, but otherwise, have a great day. They wound up having 35 people join that congregation from that one event. Uh, it was faith expressed, not in the event itself, but in the follow-on experiences with their people. So... Um, that was an attraction event. Uh, I know of another congregation that has a um, a regular what they call stake out, uh, S T E A K like uh, sirloin, mm-hmm. and it's it's a men's event where they offer very high quality steak and food, and they charge fifteen dollars for church men, uh, but they invite church men to bring non-church guests for free and the speakers are extremely capable to communicate about issues that relate to where men are and it's become a funnel drawing the lesser church and and those outside the faith into the Christian experience. So I could go on but there are attractional events that are missional and I would would never uh, separate that word from missional but at the same time Missional is very much how we send our individual um, congregant, a church participant, a disciple of Jesus, into her life, his life, in home and marketplace uh, to represent our Lord uh, in a proactive way. In, in other words, that most people in their suburban neighborhoods or in their apartment complexes or wherever they live in the urban community tend to live it without a personal sense of vision for their immediate area on behalf of the Lord. But a person who has a missional mindset uh, literally sees herself as sent. Uh, And I don't mean sent like, I'm so great, here I am to help you out. (laughs) Probably freak people out. But I mean sent in all humility to look for appropriate ways to express faith in Jesus, to express compassion where people are in a hard place. Uh, I mean, I can, in my neighborhood, there are a number of folk uh, who are going through job employment issues and there are real compassion situations or justice to stand up for something that is, is right in the context of something that's not right or going correctly. Um, And this is more of a lifestyle issue, equipping our people, first of all, in in the level of um, self-concept. I I love uh, the Richard Halverson benediction, wherever you go, God is sending you. Wherever you are, God has a purpose in you being there. Mm. It's helping people see themselves as sent always, not just church attenders, Uh, And uh, secondly, uh, beyond self-concept, it's to give them uh, what we call people eyes, 
people eyes is a concept I learned from one of my mentors, Chuck Miller, uh, and they are the eyes of Jesus for people. Uh, seeing people as worn down, thrown down, harassed, helpless, seeing people the way they really are, and not just looking at my best buddy. Uh, it's so easy in our culture, because we're so busy, to only hang out with very close friends. And yet, uh, people eyes uh, sees the neighbor that you hardly ever see, the, uh, the person at the checkout counter. Uh, the person walking down the sidewalk with you and engages people in very simple but direct, loving ways. It, it is far more um, assertive about representing our Lord, but when I say assertive, I don't mean aggressive. I just mean proactive. Uh, and maybe one, one other issue, and then um, I'll come back to you, Charlie. Uh, if, if we give people at the personal diffusion, because this is diffusion, attraction, come to our meeting, diffusion, we send people, self-concept, people eyes. But then there is uh, some skill development as well, uh, giving our people the skill in speaking about matters of faith and knowing how to to get with others to organize uh, a compassionate uh, response or a justice issue in a community or a school system or wherever we are uh, in ways that touch people. And I have to say, there are ways to organize diffusion. Uh, I know of a congregation of 70-year-olds, and they said, we don't have any, any vision for reaching people under the age of 40. We don't have a clue. It's just a guilt trip. Our vision, they said, is to reach people our age. And so they began to develop uh, groups of other 70-year-olds, which I thought was kind of a great approach. Um, I know of another congregation just like that. They were a bunch of 70-year-old folk or older people what they did was go to a local elementary school and just said to the principal, we would like to volunteer any way you want. We'll, we'll just keep an eye on kids. We'll cut paper for you. Um, we'll fold whatever you want. And they wound up volunteering throughout that school through a school year and as a result got to know kids, as a result got to know parents of kids, and as a result through relationships, younger families began to go into their church. Um, mm. It was diffusion, but it resulted in attraction. Mm. Wow. Excellent. Oh, there's a whole <laughs> lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, no, excellent examples. Excellent examples. I think, um, I guess maybe the last question would simply be, um, do you have any um recommended resources for folks who are interested in um, in teaching those skills, the, the skills of either um, the faith sharing or, or just the, you know, getting those, um, the people eyes or figuring out new ways of being uh, diffused or diffusional, um, um, what, what have, you, have you found uh, helpful or can you point in any direction or? Uh, sure. Um, some authors worth following. Uh, Alan Roxburgh has written several books on missional 
uh, thinking, and if you type his name, uh, that's R-O-X-B-U-R-G into Amazon, you'll, you'll get a bunch of books. Uh, Reggie McNeil is another author. Um, actually, the word uh, missional into Amazon will get you a boatload of them. Uh, I find uh, the work of Martha Grace Reese, R-E-E-S-E. Uh, she has written four books around the common title of Unbinding the Gospel, uh, it's the finest material on skill level development and, and people eyes development of mainline church members in how to share their faith that I know of. Now, she doesn't use the phrase people eyes, but she very much works on creating this heart uh, to impart one's, uh, one's faith to other people in ways that are winsome and positive and engaging. Uh, very good material. When it comes to thinking about missional, because it means learning to do church in a new way, I find a, a very helpful book is one by Ronald Heifetz, H-E-I-F-I-T-Z. Uh, the title of the book is The Practice of Adaptive Leadership. Uh, he is not writing about missional thinking. He's a Harvard professor talking about how do you engage the, the challenge for which you don't already know what to do, which is what is meant by adaptive or adaptive challenge. But it's very helpful for church leadership in beginning to lead their people forward. Uh, there are some websites of interest, um, uh, net has a, a lot of stuff. Uh, an interesting one is uh, www.subversiveinfluence.com, and uh, one of their uh, major postings is on missional thinking, and they have lots and lots of missional references uh, and links. Uh, and maybe one more is a website uh, that is maintained by Steve Hainer, who is the president of Columbia Theological Seminary, it's uh, http colon backslash backslash s hainer h a y n e r dot tumblr t u m b l r dot com and uh, Steve has st- several references to wonderful um, missional links articles thinking and so on um, fantastic material. Hmm. Well, okay. Stan, thank you very, very much. Um, this was an uh, outstanding uh, first recording. Uh, thanks for your time, your passion, your heart for growing the kingdom and transforming this world through Jesus Christ. Uh, we're indebted to you. Uh, well, one more time. Great, for, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I just blessings on you and those listening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for more information on this topic uh, from Stan, you can contact him at uh, stan at vitalchurches.com, or again, his website is www.vitalchurchesinstitute.com. Uh, friends, may the Lord bless you as you, uh, as you seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ.